Our scripture reading is found in the first book of the Bible, chapter 37 of Genesis, and we'll be reading verses 23 to 28. I invite you to stand as we read God's word. So it came to pass when Joseph had come to his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colors that was on him. Then they took him and cast him into a pit and the pit was empty and there was no water in it. And they sat down to eat a meal. Then they looked, lifted up their eyes and looked, there was a company of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels bearing spices, balm and myrrh on their way to carry them down to Egypt. So Judah said to his brothers, what profit is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not let our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And his brothers listened. Then Midianite traders passed by. So the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. Please be seated. Hello friends, today I'm going to talk about the fastest growing crime today, where it's happening, what is the primary cause of this crime, who are the victims of this crime, and does the Bible have anything to say about this crime, and what can you and I do to protect our families from being victims of this crime. So what is the fastest growing crime in the world today? Stay tuned to find out. Right now we need to take care of some homework. My clicker's not working here. So welcome and thank you for watching this broadcast of the Middletown Portland Seventh-day Adventist Church. On the screen you can see the platforms where you can find this sermon and other biblical messages just like them. MiddletownPortlandSDA.org and on YouTube, Path of Prophecy, which is my YouTube channel dedicated to sharing biblical messages like this one with exclusive content that you won't be able to find anywhere else. So, if you're blessed by this message, then please hit the like button. If you want to hear more messages like this, please hit the subscribe button. Click the notification bell so you'll be notified when a new message comes out. And please leave your comments in the comments section provided if you think a friend or a family member will be blessed by this message. Please share it with them. So let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you that we have the light of your word to guide us during these troublesome times. There is uh, troubles that have come upon this earth, and some have been around for a long, long time, and some have reappeared and reimagined themselves in new ways. It's my prayer that your blessing would be with us as we pull the curtain aside and expose these problems for what they are, and they are sins, and I pray that we would be able to help others 
and help our own families so we don't become victims. And we thank you for hearing and answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. The fastest growing crime today is a global problem impacting the entire world. The fastest growing crime in the world today impacts both men and women and boys and girls alike. The fastest growing crime in the world today takes advantage of chaotic situations like what's happening uh, in war-torn Ukraine. Whether it's war, disease, natural disasters, accidents, or the breakdown of the nuclear family. The fastest growing crime in the world today exploits the most vulnerable among us in these chaotic situations. So the question is, what is the fastest growing crime in the world today? The answer is human trafficking. Human trafficking. What profit is there in human trafficking? According to Google, human trafficking is the fastest growing crime in the world today, yielding a profit of over $150 billion per year. What is the profit in human trafficking? According to Operation Child Rescue, sex trafficking is the most infamous form of human trafficking and generates $99 billion in dirty money every year. What profit is there in human trafficking? According to the 2022 Operation Child Rescue newsletter, today a slave costs about $90 on average worldwide. Are you aware that the Bible highlights this global problem of human trafficking? Did you know that the book of Revelation places a spotlight on human trafficking in the context of an end-time global mercantile system that emerges just prior to the second advent of Jesus? It is in this end-time global marketplace where we read that people are bought as a commodity. Listen to this passage of scripture from Revelation chapter 18 and verses 11 and 13. And here's what it says. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise anymore. And cinnamon and incense, fragrant oil and frankincense, wine and oil, fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, and bodies and souls of men. What I find interesting about this particular passage is man was created last out of all of God's creation. Created in the image of God, and yet here in this end-time mercantile system where human trafficking is prevalent, mankind is listed last, even after the cattle and the sheep which shows the value that in the end times we will place on human life. The sad truth is this, human trafficking is not a new problem. This is an old problem. It's been in existence for years, hundreds of years, even thousands of years. Human trafficking is no longer 
this new phenomenon. It has been in existence for ages. And just as the Bible tells us human trafficking will be an end-time global problem, as it states in the book of Revelation, the Bible also says that what is at the root of this end-time global problem in the book of Genesis. So I invite you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 37. That was our scripture reading just a few moments ago. Genesis chapter 37. And this particular narrative, this story, is from a much larger narrative woven throughout the book of Genesis that follows God's faithfulness to the human race through the family of Abraham. This passage highlights Joseph, the great-grandson of Abraham, and one of twelve brothers in the household of Jacob. But in setting up this story, we need to know that Jacob's family was not the model family. It was not the ideal of what God expected of a, of a family. It was not living up to the standard and the ideal that God had set for the human race. It was a family that was filled with bitterness, brokenness, and misery. Jacob, the patriarch of this family, had multiple wives, and from each wife he bore multiple children, creating not only a blended family, but a brew of trouble as well. The wives were jealous of each other for their husband's attention. The brothers were jealous of Joseph because Jacob had given Joseph favored status by giving him a coat of many colors. And the story in Genesis 37, verse 23 and following, picks up where Joseph was assigned by his father to find his brothers and to inquire as to their well-being and the well-being of the flocks and how they were doing. But as the brothers saw Joseph arriving in the distance, their jealousy boiled over and they began to plot the death of their brother. But as they began to deliberate about their brother's demise, Reuben, the eldest of the twelve sons, intervened and pleaded with them not to kill Joseph, but to put him in a pit instead. So they took their brother, stripped him of his multicolored coat, and put him in the pit with no water, and then they sat down to eat. But the Bible tells us while they ate, the Bible says a caravan of Ishmaelite traders approached in the distance traveling from Gilead, bearing spices, balm, and myrrh, traveling to Egypt. The Bible goes on to say that Judah then inquired of his brothers, what profit is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood. It was at this point that Judah asked the question, what profit is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? When the Midianite traders passed, the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And they took Joseph off to Egypt the selling of Joseph into slavery was a violation of one of the most basic of human rights, that no man has the right to subject another human being, let alone his brother, to involuntary servitude. At the heart of the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, 
is the book of Leviticus. And throughout this book, God calls His people to be holy because God Himself is holy. This call is repeated in the New Testament in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15, where it reads, But as He who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. The Bible goes beyond just making an appeal for us to be holy. The Bible describes what holiness looks like. One specific appeal to holiness is not to take advantage of your fellow man, specifically when they are in a weakened economic condition. Let's turn to Leviticus 25, verses 39 to 42, right now. And we can see what the Bible has to say. Leviticus chapter 25, beginning in verse 39, says, And if one of your brethren who dwells by you becomes poor and sells himself to you, you shall not compel him to serve as a slave. The passage goes on. As a hired servant and a sojourner, he shall be with you and shall serve you until the year of Jubilee. And then he shall depart from you, he and his children with him, and shall return to his own family. He shall return to the possession of his, the possession of his fathers. For they are my servants, whom I brought out of the land of Egypt. They shall not be sold as slaves. You shall not rule over him with rigor, but you shall fear your God. You shall not rule over him with rigor, but you shall fear your God. Now, why were the Israelites given this command not to enslave their brother, their fellow man? Well, the Bible points out to the children of Israel, you were once in Egypt enslaved to Pharaoh. Don't do to your brother what Pharaoh did to you. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> you are not a god as Pharaoh believed himself to be. Rather, you are to fear God. So why does man violate these principles? The reason man enslaves his fellow man is because of money. Human trafficking is the fastest growing crime because there's money to be made. This shouldn't surprise us because the Bible says, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. The biblical this biblical truth is illustrated by a description of the human trafficking problem in the words of Melissa Moore. She is a child impact marketing manager with Child Impact International, and she describes the problem as follows. And this, her words are from this little magazine that I brought last week. You can find it on the table at the end. Her article is titled, Can I be a sacrifice? There is a special love, Melissa says, there is a special love that big sisters have for their younger siblings. <clears throat> 
with five younger siblings stretching across 17 years, I know I would do anything to save them from pain. Near Riverside Farms campus and across the globe, there are girls who feel an even greater burden to shield their little brothers and sisters from the effects of poverty, malnutrition, and limited accessibility to education. <clears throat> Ruth, the nursery supervisor at Riverside Farms, shares, I'm not feeling so good watching my young siblings not to eat, not going back to school because of not having enough money. So I'm like, can I be a sacrifice? Melissa goes on, Orphans and street children are always highly vulnerable to trafficking. However, children of village families are also at risk. Sending children to the city for work can be a trap that inadvertently results in human trafficking. Truck drivers exploit Zambian boys and girls in sex trafficking in towns along the Zimbabwean and Tanzanian borders. It is common for family members or close family friends to facilitate trafficking. Some are innocent, having been tricked as well, but others intentionally exploit their connections for personal gain. The people who are supposed to protect these children are often a part of causing the greatest pain. What we've seen is that human trafficking is an old problem. It's an ancient problem that has re-emerged in our 21st century world. Even here in America, we've had a history of slavery and human trafficking that was eliminated when the 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, issued the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863. But now it's 159 years later, in the year 2022, and we now have the 46th president occupying the Oval Office. Instead of us having left this problem in our rearview mirror as a nation, we only discover this problem persists in our day, but it is intensifying, it is growing, it is increasing. So the question is, what can be done to protect the most vulnerable from becoming victims of this fastest growing crime in the world today? One of the most basic solutions is to strengthen the nuclear family. The reason Joseph was sold into slavery was because of a dysfunctional family. The bottom line was that the jealousies that were harbored within Joseph's families led to the crime of selling their brother for economic gain. Yes, money may be the bottom line, but if we strengthen the nuclear family, we stand a better chance of protecting the most vulnerable in these chaotic times in which we live. So, what are some practical steps to strengthening the family? Number one is prayer. Prayer. The family that prays together stays together. Family worship. A regular, consistent family worship 
allows everybody to talk about matters that really matter. It opens the heart where children can talk to their parents and parents can address issues that they're concerned about with their children. Husbands need to love their wives. This is the biblical admonition. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And wives are called in the fear of the Lord to submit to their husbands. That doesn't mean that the husband lords it over, but rather if the husband is loving the wife, the wife will be willing to follow where the husband is leading. Does that make sense, men? Notice how I'm asking the question of the men, not the women. If the man is loving the wife, the wife will be willing to submit. But if the man is not following in the ways of the Lord, why should she submit? Does that make sense? Okay? And here's another bit of counsel. Live within your means economically. Live within your means economically. Yet, while living within your means, provide for your children with joy and gladness. Because if we don't provide for our children, somebody else will. And more often than not, those individuals are the groomers and those who are preying on the young and seek to take them and bring them into some negative influence. Human trafficking is the fastest growing crime in the world today. Why is that? What profit is there? Well, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. But here's something to think about. The same passion of jealousy that motivated Joseph's brothers to sell him into slavery for economic gain, just for a few dollars, for economic gain is the same passion that inspired the religious leaders in the time of Jesus to pay Judas 30 pieces of silver, the price of a slave, to have Jesus crucified on a Roman cross. Listen to these words from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26 and following. Verse 14, Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. What profit is there? While there are practical steps we can all take to liberate the victims of human trafficking and rid this heinous crime from the face of the earth, there is also a decision that we all must make, and that is, what are we going to do with this man named Jesus? What are we going to do with this man named Jesus, who willingly allowed himself to be sold as a slave, tried as a criminal, and crucified as our king? Think about this. <clears throat> Jesus allowed himself to be humanly trafficked for your salvation and mine. He willingly 
allowed himself to be humanly trafficked so that we could be liberated from the bondage of sin. Will you freely accept the redemption that Jesus offers you today? If you're in our online audience and would like to make a decision to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please let us know. Make this profession in the comment section below. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you that we have the light from your word to expose the fastest growing crime in the world today. Lord, we ask the question, what profit is there? There is a huge monetary gain for these criminal elements. But what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but lose their own soul? Father, I pray that as this video will be posted on YouTube and broadcast even throughout the world, that someone somewhere will see this who perhaps is either humanly trafficked or participating in that industry, that crime, and repent and seek the help of Jesus. It's my prayer that they would recognize what Jesus has done even for them, to liberate them from the bondage of sin and the crime of oppressing their fellow man. I pray that you forgive us of this sin, and if any of us have participated in that, in oppressing our brother, that you would forgive us and redeem us. Bless us, that your kingdom would be advanced through this message, we pray in Jesus' name, amen.